Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Ville, and through this series of interviews with top communicators, I will share their secrets to great communication. My guest today is Kathy Wong, serial entrepreneur and founder of Moloco. Kathy is driven by a burning passion to make a difference in the world, and this has led her to establish a social enterprise, a business that is structured to create positive change through her community. Kathy talks about the inner workings of her business model and how it works to help others. We also touch on how she connects through different social media and the important role they play in the success of her business. This is Kathy's version of Feed the Drop. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us here in this lovely Sydney venue for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks so much, Millie. Yeah, it's amazing. I've never even been here. I'm a local and here you are all the way from Adelaide. Wow, it's lovely. It's nice that it's brought us here together. Yeah, most definitely. And I'm excited because you've brought in your item of significance and this is something that connects you with your community Mm -hmm. in a unique way. So I'm really interested to hear about what they are and, and how that connection is made. Sure. So will I show you those. So they're our thongs that, um, or flip-flops as they're called internationally. And with this, it's basically a vehicle to um, create impact for children and families living in poverty. And I wanted to create the impact through, you know, a business model that could give back. And so it was like, well, you know, what can I do to do that? I need to raise funds. And so I came up with this product which leaves positive messages in the sand. So you can see there's different ones, like that one leaves a message of grateful. And they leave these messages in the sand and then for every pair that we sell, we put a pair of shoes on a child living in poverty because in India, where we're supporting, uh, a lot of the children can't go to school without shoes because of the healthcare issues. They're walking over rubbish and all sorts of nasty things. And so the schools won't allow them to attend for fear of spreading disease. So, yeah, so I'm very connected into this particular item because it's our vehicle to tell the story of these forgotten children and to give them an opportunity to uh, go to school and, and change their lives. Absolutely brilliant. So now extending on that, you've got this wonderful tangible item here that can connects you with your community. So who is your community? My goodness, our community is everyone. We welcome everybody. Um, We find, though, it's generally people who are very, you know, conscious about wanting to make a difference in the world. And look, I find that everyone I talk talk to these days, they really want to make a difference, but for various reasons, they're either too busy, they don't have the money they feel, um, and they just don't know how. And so everyone can make a difference, right? And so we have people from 14-year-olds. We have our seven-year-old who's just designed our new uh, Kids for Kids thong, which is coming out, right up until, you know, grandmothers, grandfathers, all different sorts of demographics. But what links us all together is that real desire to do something for somebody else. 
Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, in Australia these are called thongs, but internationally they're flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a big international audience? Well, we're starting to because really in terms of where the future lies to, I want to impact a million children with the shoes. And so we're talking huge numbers and really, so the future has to be overseas because Australia, even though we're very big thong wearers, we have a limited audience, you know, and there's the seasonality aspect as well. Yeah. Sensational. And you mentioned, I'd just like to go back as well, you mentioned mm. creating a business model that mm. can foster and support change. Yeah. I personally have a passion in that area as well. I'm, I'm really keen to just unpack that a little bit more, if you can explain a little bit about how you sort of went about that. Yeah. Is that well, a very big question? Oh, no, no, it's not. It's just uh, I have a smile on my face because it's been a really interesting journey, you know, because I had no idea about any of this, you know. So, yeah, just to understand a little bit more about how our model works, the reason we've gone with the social enterprise model is because you're probably aware of, right, the charities, the not-for-profits, and that's actually a very difficult model because they're often not sustainable. They have to rely on fundraising all the time. And so the new, new model is um, a commercial model where, you know, business is done commercially and it's usually done via creating a product or a service uh, that can actually then raise the income that's needed to then be able to give back. And so I started learning about these new businesses, you know, and I was just intrigued with them because, again, I had no idea they existed. And I started learning about this new disruptive model out in the marketplace and how people were, a lot of people were creating these products. So then I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a product. And, but what will that product be? I had no idea. You know, I've never designed a product in my life and I don't have any background in manufacturing. So I went through lots of different scenarios. I went through clothing. I went through um, homeware, but none of them were quite gelling. And I'm a local girl. I live down at the beach. And one day I was just down at the beach, never owned a pair of thongs in my life. And I was just there and I, I suddenly started to see all these thongs, you know. They were just coming at me like really loud and clear. And I thought, that's it. How better to tell this story about children with no shoes but to tell them with thongs? And then I started researching and I, you know, discovered that Australians, you know, average have about three to four pairs of thongs. Thongs mean something totally different to us, right? You know, they mean holidays, good times, beach. And yet over there in India and, and some of these other countries where there's over 300 million children in the world without shoes, it's like, you know, it, it's a luxury item. So I thought that was a great contrast to tell my story. So, yeah, so that's generally the way in which social enterprise works, uh, that it is a model that um, it's up to the business as to how much they give back, you know, out of that situation. They say that with social enterprises, they take longer to be profitable, however, because it's an extra business expense. However, they say, the latest stats say that uh, those businesses that are giving back, they're a third more likely to be successful. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's it's a really great, you know, fulfilling, worthy business model. So we've, yeah. we've talked about your community and their passion and, and desire to, mm. you know, help 
Mm. How is it that you unite them to come together and what stories and, and connections, communication do you use to bring them into that and help fulfil that role? Look, I think there's a number of ways. I mean, I built the business on the back of social media. I had no idea what social media was uh, and I started a Facebook page and I didn't even have the product. I didn't even have any idea what I was doing. I just knew that I needed to start connecting with people and so I built a community out of sharing my thoughts about things, a lot of affirmations, a lot of mantras which have always been really important in my life. And very quickly, people were uh, responding from all over the globe and, you know, telling me quite intimate things about themselves, um, you know, telling me that they, I, had, I was inspiring them. And so I used that as my vehicle to establish community. And then by the time we actually knew what I was doing and I had a product, I had a very captive audience. So we continue to grow that through mostly Facebook and uh, Instagram and, you know, a bit of YouTube, finding video quite powerful, but just telling people the story and then going out to business groups, going out to schools to also share the story. And that's what is bringing people to me. They are, um, I suppose, because they can see themselves in that story, you know, because I'm just a person who found out about, you know, this situation and I wanted to help. I had no idea how to do that. I didn't have the background. And so I just hope that I'm inspiring people that I, if I can do this, you can do this. Fabulous. And, uh, and also, you know, people also who know me know that I always speak about the fact that I can't do this without community. You know, it's the community that makes all of this possible, this change. And I think that when people really get that as well and they can see their contribution, that's really powerful. And people just want to be around a good vibe, don't they? You know, people yeah. just love being around that sort of energy. And I think that as we get more and more people into, the, into our community, it just that energy keeps growing and so it just keeps touching more people. Fabulous. So as that grows and you've got more people and your community is growing, what is it that you think is really important in motivating them to then take the action, to get involved and, you know, buying products and supporting the cause? What is that key to translate from a passionate community into one that's taking action? Yeah, it's an interesting question because it's one that I'm, you know, um, challenged by quite often. And I've come to the conclusion it's about the continual um, relationship. It's about that continual engagement, keeping them up to date with what's going on, even though they may be very busy and they may not have an opportunity to really be that active or, or respond in the way you would like them to. I've just realized by, you know, our blogs, by our events, by that continual communication, that's how we keep inspiring some action. Uh, you know, at the moment we're looking at our ambassadorship programs, we're looking at the affiliates programs, all of those sorts of techniques as well to encourage more engagement. Yeah. But I think also when people can see, when they, we're trying to build that relationship to or them with our charity and the children and, you know, when they can see that and feel that relationship, that's very powerful. So we're going to India again this year. We took seven people who didn't know one another last year. That was very powerful for them because they became very engaged and active. We're hoping to take more people up this year. So all those sorts of um, you know, experiences, interactions really uh, build on that 
uh, level of involvement. So very personal. A very personal, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Okay, so, and have you ever experienced any negativity within your community? And if so, what is your response and approach to handling negativity within the community? Look, the only negativity I've said has not been within our community. It's come from outside and, the you know, and that was around, you know, well, why are you giving shoes? Why aren't you doing more? And, you know, my response has always been the same. It's like the shoes, you don't really get it if you're saying that to us. The shoes, are people do need sometimes a bit of a helping hand. But really what we're trying to do at the end of the day to make the maximum impact is about the access to education. And, you know, when we're dealing with such abject poverty, we can't just change everything overnight. It's small steps. And so, and, you know, and it was really interesting when we've had a few comments like that. The community, I didn't even have to answer that. The community responded for me. <laughs> so there's the, yeah. obviously that passion. So they're involved very much, the community is involved very much and shares yeah. that passion. Yes, that's right. With, you know, from simple things like sharing posts to telling that story. I mean, you know, they tell the story better than I can tell the story, some of the people in our community. Yeah, and just being great ambassadors going around and, you know, sharing that information all the time and then, you know, looking for opportunities too where we can actually, you know, either tell the story more or sell more shoes. Yeah. And then also, you know, them coming to us for collaborations. What else can we do, you know? Some of them have even gone directly up to the charity and, you know, gone to meet the children themselves. And, you know, I know that they're actually creating projects too that can give back to uh, the charity. So they're all things that, you know, are just amazing. So it's not about just what I'm doing. No, so you're really creating and supporting that flow-on effect. Yeah, that's right. And I had a lady uh, recently who said that she had been thinking about social enterprise for a little while, but she'd been following us, she was involved in our community, and so she has now set up her own social enterprise. She said she was so inspired by what we were doing, she decided to create something for herself. So, again, you know, fantastic. All right, and so you touched on before platforms. We're talking about communication. So within your community, Facebook, Instagram, they're really – but you also talk to blogs. So do you find that it's quite – it's got to be that integrated mix? What What do you think works as far as the communication platforms? Well, we know that Facebook is probably our best form of communication really because we just find that the audience is always on Facebook. You know, we did a survey recently to ask them – what are the regular communication tools that you use? What do you follow in terms of regular news services? And it was quite sad, really, where everyone said, well, we just look at Facebook and Instagram. And I asked, well, but, you know, aren't there particular blogs or services that you follow? No, just what pops up on our news feed was the overall response. And I thought, wow, that's really sad. But then I find myself like that. No one's got time, right? <laughs> no one's got time to read or interact with anything. So they really are our major channels. And then with the blogging, you know, we do that every fortnight because we want to, you know, let people know what we're up to. And so we know that that's, you know, heavily read. But now we're also looking at what other ways can we regularly communicate with people. Yeah. And you mentioned video was something that you're finding traction Yeah, with. yeah. People seem to like the videos, you know. So we create videos and, again, we share that on YouTube but again, on Facebook, again, in our blogs. So it's still going through the same channels for distribution. But the videos, we just find people seem to get more involved in those. 
Yeah. Okay. And in conclusion, mm. can you share with me your be the drop tip? So Kathy's be the drop tip is your top communication. So really what it, you think is the essence and essentials of that community connection and how you communicate that. Okay. Well, look, for me, it's just being authentic you know, being really, really authentic with all that you do. So, I mean, when I first started doing this, the thought of even showing my face, you know, even doing a selfie, even doing what you and I are doing, he just terrified me. And then, you know, I realised, well, you know, people want to know who they're talking to, who's behind this, you know, movement. And so I had to just get off my, you know, what I was on and just do it. And so, um, and I've always been really real about that, you know. I have my bad days, I have my good days, we're all human beings. And I think that's really important too because so much of the communication, you know, is, I don't know, I, I see people almost like have a personality change sometimes when they're on their different channels and it's like, but you're not like that. Why are you coming across that way, you know? So being really authentic, whether it's good or bad, I think is really important. Is that what you mean? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that to me is the, a big drop. And, you know, I, I don't always have all the answers. Far from it. I'm on this huge learning curve. We're all here to learn. And, you know, so it's okay to reach out. I've also had to learn that it's okay to ask for help, but more importantly, to take the help. I've always been so good at giving but not asking. So that was my first lesson, to ask but then to also receive um, without any, you know, without feeling like I've always got to give back. So those two areas have been very important to me. And my own, you know, which all comes back, I suppose, to mindset, you know, and really getting, this has been a very personal journey for me. You know, this business has only been going for 18 months and it was a very, very fast time in terms of creating it, manufacturing it. I've been told usually people take at least a year to manufacture. We took like six months. And But then I realised, one of my friends pointed out to me, they said, you've been on this journey for 20 years to get here because 20 years ago I would not have had the courage or I don't know, maybe some of the experiences that I've had to be able to do this and to be able to communicate this, you know, in the way that I am. But the so, passion was always there. Passion's always been there, yeah. I've always been a passionate person in everything that I've done. And, you know, that's part of my challenge too, to learn to be, to let go a bit more you know, because you can get so passionate and worked up and when things don't go your way, you can get frustrated and annoyed and those can be real stumbling blocks, can't they? So learning to let go and going, okay, trust that everything is going to work out. It may not be the way I want it to be, but if I trust myself and believe in myself, then, you know, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Fabulous. Thanks so much, Kathy. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I just love what you're doing. Yeah. So, thank you know, you. thank you. Great. <laughs> Good. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who's looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. 
If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.